0: From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome
1: back to the Jack and Spike Show. There's a GOP civil war brewing with Mitch McConnell retiring and the vultures are circling. Who's going to get that sweet job? And then on top of all of that, there's a bit of a misinformation out there. a bit of a lie that's being spread. Really? About crime Uh, nationally that we shall address. But before we get to all of that, joining us... To talk about blue light and its effects on my poor eyeballs is MD, PhD, Silver Fox, and robot brain, Dr. Z. Robot walking with his phone in his hand through his clinical practice. All of his patients are saying, look at that. I didn't know that man could dance. They're all sitting up in their hospital beds. (laughs) Look at him. He's like a regular Patch Adams. Hi, Dr. Z. How are you, my friend?
0: Hey, gentlemen, how's it going?
1: I'm doing well, Bill, but I still have that weird eye twitchy thing every so often. C- so can I
2: will say he's been rubbing his eye on a regular basis, Dr. Z, just as, you, like, as you recommended. Just like
1: how you told me, I massage yeah. the area and I use eye drops just because I'm a good patient. Isn't that right, Bill? Wouldn't you say, that, wouldn't you yeah. say the best patient?
0: This just in, uh, COVID causes uh, eye twitch and rubbing of the eyes. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
2: That's how it starts. So,
1: uh, Dr. Z, break this down for us with the blue light blocking technology, because everybody's going out and they're buying these glasses to put on their face.
0: Do they actually work? So, so, uh, what a subject. Thank you for directing my attention to this subject. Yes. Uh, So, um, are you interested in knowing why blue light has become such a uh, a hot button.
1: Yes, yes, I am.
0: Okay, so you know, over time, uh, we you know we've gone from the Edison bulb, right, the uh, incandescent, to uh, fluorescent, and they started making you know these fluorescent bulbs that would go you know fit into the same uh, sockets in your lamps, mm-hmm. and now we've uh, progressed to LED lamps, and the LED lamp uses. A blue emitting diode combined with a yellow chromophore to make white light. Uh, blue light, uh, you, you guys remember uh, Roy G. Biv, red, uh, orange, yellow, uh, uh, blue, indigo, violet? Yes. The of the yeah, from
1: first grade. I remember this. Remember this right. clearly. Okay. Took extensive so notes.
0: It's, it's all coming back now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and. So what you have flanking the vi- that's the visible spectrum, yeah, and what what you have flanking the visible spectrum is infrared, uh, which is like heat, you know you can you, you could see uh, heat with infrared light, mm-hmm. and that's far less intense than UV light, um ultraviolet. So blue is on the more intense side of the spectrum. And yes, it is more stimulating um, and it is everything we're looking at now from our phones to our computers um, and and just being exposed to, you know, our our lighting um, in the house. If we have LEDs,
1: do you do you recommend Um, that we put on? the glasses that everybody's talking about with the, with the, the, the blue blocker things. things. Yeah. Is that, well,
0: well, so I don't, uh, did you, did you all receive the glasses I sent? Yes. Yes.
1: As a matter of fact. Yeah.
2: Does it have to have the fake nose on it though? I really, I don't know if I look good with that big plastic nose. well We're
1: we're all going to put on the test samples now that Dr. Z sent us, uh, just oh, slide these are in. fantastic! Wow, this is actually so, Bill. Th- we this all got the funny. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. So we all got the glasses on now, Bill. But I'm not seeing any difference whatsoever. I'm not seeing a single. How are you guys seeing any difference with these? I see it on the on button. Really? It's not on for me. I can't see it through the glasses. Okay. Yours Mine are pretty are really intense. You're going to go welding People can buy these glasses for anywhere between 25 to 50 to upwards of $150. And I'm curious if you think that it's a worthwhile investment for people because there are so many issues that come up. Like for me, I get the eye twitching and the watering of the eyes and the discomfort. Uh, and I have not purchased these glasses yet. These are just the ones that you sent me. So I'm curious if if you think that these actually work for people.
0: Well, I I, I recommend the ones with the OptiGrab. Uh, I don't know. If- <laughs> oh,
2: nice reference. What, what's up? Remember the jerk? Uh, the no. OptiGrab. I know. I don't remember. Oh, where, where they had, had to write the checks for thirty seven dollars? I don't remember. Oh, this. it's Bill Steve Martin. We'll okay. watch. We'll watch All it together. Right. Bill Macy, okay. by the way, was the doctor who came up with that. So let me ask you this, doctor. Wait, they, but you
1: didn't answer my question. Do what? these actually work, or are these a big? Or this is a big Dang ruse? It.
0: Well, as as with everything, uh this is new info and there's lots of studies that uh need really need to be done, but it's it's an important thing to focus on especially not not necessarily the eye damage that can occur, but the intensity and the dysregulation to your uh circadian rhythms, which so yeah. if,
1: if, let us just say, for instance, if one of us in the room right now was not wearing these protective glasses, are they getting more damaged than the rest of us, just hypothetically speaking?
0: Oh, at an intense right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a lost cause, Jack. Don't, just you go on without me. Leave me here to die and blind. Hey, Dr. Z, I want to ask you, uh, the glasses can help, but we're all just inundated with screens. From the from the, yes. fr- now the school kids, every, every at work, at home, on our laptop, on our iPad, wherever it might be, what can folks do to help? care for their eyes what i mean is it 45 minutes before bed no screens is it other exercises during the day
0: despite that is the 25 million dollar question and i'll tell you what i see uh every day in clinic uh you've got parents that ask about you know what about uh my kid you know up on their tablet or up on their phone all night oh it's not good no it's not good at all has anybody experienced um, that, like, you go to sleep at a certain time? You're supposed to go to sleep at a certain time every night, and let's just say it's 11 p.m. If you're staring at your screen and you do that for longer than, like, maybe 20 minutes uh, past your normal time, yeah. you miss your window. Oh, you miss your window. Wow. Right? That yep. explains a lot.
1: Well, uh, okay. Dr. do you have any parting thoughts for us before we have to get out of here? Because this is a lot of very helpful information, especially because I'm so addicted to my phone. Obviously, I think that I should probably take a much longer break from it before I go to sleep. Yeah.
0: Uh, agreed. No, agreed. The the So the parting uh, piece of knowledge here is it's not so much the blue light mm-hmm. as it is the time of exposure to the blue light. Get some rest, people. Our bodies work in cycles.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Z. We appreciate it. Zenantimd.com. Z-I-N-N-A-N-T-I. M-D. You can go and you can ask the guy a question yourself it's amazing. because he's like one of the only doctors that has, you know, like, a, ask me a question and I'll see if I can answer it. For it might you. be
2: Comic-Con weekend, but that was the real superhero <laughs> right there. Buddy. That's the superhero. I mean, the
1: man literally saves lives Seriously. and then he takes time to come on out of his clinical work, which we greatly appreciate. Again, that's com he is a big brain robot brain genius who has helped many people live very fruitful lives. So, there is a civil war a brewing in the Senate with the GOP with Mitch McConnell stepping down as the leader. Rand Paul put his hat into the ring as Did the he really? as the minority leader. That's what he, that's the job that he wants.
2: Well, that will he will be what it depends on how the Senate plays out this this, correct. this November correct. Yeah. You will yeah, either yeah. be a Minority Leader if the Senate is controlled by Democrats, continue to be controlled, or you can be the Majority no, no, Leader. No, no, because
1: because even though there's if there's a, if there's a meaning that he's going to be below the Majority oh, oh, Leader. Oh, I, I
2: understand. No, so, I understand. You see what I'm right. so he's because right now Mitch is the Minority Leader. No,
1: I understand that part of it, but okay. then there's another part he of it. He wants
2: to be the lieutenant.
1: He wants to be the lieutenant, oh, okay. right? In the, in the GOP,
2: okay. So isn't that so fun? That's interesting because that's who really gets work done,
1: right? Exactly. So this that's is who all moves people, people around the board. This is vying and jockeying for a position. It should all be very interesting. Hmm. Who is in the running, Spike? It's Cornyn, and then there's everybody named John. All the John, basically all the Beatles, right? John Thune, right? Which <laughs> I
2: think he, I think he's <laughs> the, the only. The, the, oh, I won't make that joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All <laughs> oh, you Beetle fans. Uh, John Thune. I'm not sure if it's North or South Dakota. Pete best isn't in Pete the running. Pete best run is not in the running. Ringo's out of the mix. Right. Um Barrasso, John Barrasso is right. is a, is, a, is named himself a candidate. And as you mentioned, John Cornyn from Texas seems to be the leading candidate yeah, to Mr. become Cornyn. the Republican Senate leader.
1: Yeah, it's a real shame about the GOP is, you, Kevin McCarthy said something that I thought was really interesting. Do you remember when he was speaking, when he was invited to speak in front of uh, GOP donors? Oh, about the, the
2: the country club reference? About the country yes. club reference. You look at their side of, the, I'll paraphrase, you look at their side of the aisle. you see America. Right. People of different ethnicities, men, women. We, on our side, look like the world's most exclusive country club.
1: Right. And why is that the case? I think that people need to ask themselves, like, why is it that Democratic champions are people like Katie Porter? Who's a teacher, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why is it that those, or like AOC, who's a bartender? Do you know what I mean? Why is, and then why is it that when you flip over to the GOP, it's mostly lawyers, people with ties to the oil industry. I'm not trying to come down on the GOP, but what I'm saying is, is that it, it, his assessment of that is very accurate. And I think that the GOP needs to reassess why they have such a massive branding issue in the way that the Democrats don't right now you can go around all day and you can say Democrats are stupid and they don't know what they're doing well, they, and,
2: they want a free handout and they want they want this A lot blah, blah, of blah. these criticisms are based sure but then why
1: do they hold why do they hold so much power politically in the United States this is a very important question that needs to be asked and the GOP needs to ask itself right so well, well, uh,
2: you know I'm, I'm hoping that certain elements when you said that there was a power struggle between the freedom caucus mm-hmm. of the GOP and the more conservative Conservative, blue, old school, blue blunders, neocons, The neocons. The
1: neocons. Um, you
2: because know, there are certain members of the GOP's Freedom Caucus that practically scare the crap out of me. Why? Who is that? Well, I mean, you know, the extremists like a Ted Cruz. Okay, you know, people like the people who who have the ability to vie for power, especially when the shots seem to be called. Okay, from the the pot- potential. You know, nominee of their party.
1: Why do you think? And this is a legitimate question. It's not like a rhetorical device. Okay. Why do you think that people who are more extreme on the GOP frighten you as a Lib more so than the very extreme libs that are out there? Maxine uh, from, Waters. From,
2: okay. From a personal perspective, Ilhan
1: Omar. Those um, kinds.
2: I think for me, and it's just my opinion of what I want for me and my family okay. and our futures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the extremes of the Freedom Caucus tend to want to legislate and, and govern from a, a what they feel is a threatened minority position
1: oh okay okay and right. it seems to
2: be between whether you can put it all on gerrymandering i you know both sides take advantage of gerrymandering but yeah. you gotta admit that when you lose the popular vote in the, in the house and the senate and you still control seats in the house or whatever that's gerrymandering and when you want to impose your your point of view whether it be a the- theocratic point of view mm-hmm. or a antiquated financial point of view whether it be oil or whatever it might be mm-hmm. i think it's bad for the country to be ruled by a minority perspective. Uh, well,
1: in, in some ways, I like to think- just of, my personal- No, I, I understand what you're saying. I view it more so as there is this chaotic balance that exists between these two extremes. Between
2: yeah. the neocons and the Freedom Caucus, you mean? Or, no, no, or no, no, between, no, between, 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 between the and neocons
1: right. and the neolibs. Okay, okay. There's this okay. kind of chaotic balance that exists between these two warring factions, and that I think that it behooves us to understand- that one will never take supremacy over the other. Does okay. that make sense? Like it, it but, does,
2: but how how is it that me, they won't? meaning that one will not be
1: completely subsumed by the other? One, okay, we won't have. A syn- that's the
2: fear we we live under. I, a,
1: I understand that, but what I'm saying is that if you look at the way that politics trends in the United States, it tends to kind of slinky back and forth for mm-hmm. lack of yeah. a better visual. <laughs>
2: well, there's a, a pendulum swing, uh, right? Yeah, but I right. prefer slinky because uh, which it's is much, great because people right. go at home can see what you're doing with your hands. It's much. are more... not watching the live stream. You are missing out, <laughs> right. people. It's half the story. <laughs> okay.
1: A slinky. It's a wonderful wonderful yeah, it toy. Is. It's good for a girl or a boy. <laughs> right. Like come it didn't on. This is a Slinky. Didn't care. Didn't care if you loved Slinky. It. <laughs> Okay, next I'll do a, what is it? What is the the skip it? We can do the skip it. Sure, I can the skippo? Sk- no, the right, skip it. Yeah. And oh, a skip oh, yeah, right, right. Skip it, laughing and a-singing and a-having-fun. Yeah. We're
2: not allowed to do inchworm anymore, by the way. Oh, we're it's, not? It's, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, I'm telling you true. What I'm saying is that there's this
1: balance between this discourse that we have in the United States and people who seek or they attempt to sell people on the idea of some kind of utopic version of the United States are mm. really just... Salesman, Right. Anybody yeah, who says yeah. that eventually will live in this utopic world. Now, speaking of, by the way, Fox News has attempted to manufacture a narrative that is simply not true. I know. I know. How, who could possibly believe <laughs> yeah. Fox News Network? But do, do we have this audio? Do we have this? OK, so what they've been trying to do is they've been trying to say that the crime crime is on the rise in the United States as a whole. Yeah. Across the United States. This is not true. This is not true by every metric. The only place that it's gone up in the United States is in Washington State. Right. <laughs> right. Everywhere else is seeing a decline in violent crime. But Fox News has taken the time to basically lie to their viewers. Here's well, a-
2: not just violent crime, but a
0: specific violent
1: crime. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Let's Let's hear this, shall we?
0: It's a new category, I don't know if you've heard this, but I came up with this one, migrant crime. There's crime, there's violent crime, there's migrant crime. We have a new category of crime, it's called migrant crime, and it's going to be worse than any other form of crime. You look at New York City, what's going on where they attack police, they want to fight police officers. Our criminals don't even do that so much, okay?
1: Uh, So that is wrong for a number. So he takes one instance in which uh, uh, four immigrant kids uh, attacked a bunch of cops. Right. A very public and horrific incident. And then those kids got released the same day. Mm -hmm. And everybody across the political spectrum was like, hey, New York, could you maybe not? Everybody, nobody liked it. Right. And then he has the audacity to say that our criminals don't do that. Which is basically, if, I don't know, does anybody read, I don't know, the front page where literally every single day you can see person attacks, police officer, police officer assaulted, so on and
2: so forth. Well, I, I watched, a, 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 I, I, I keep trying to do this. I keep trying to see the other side of the coin, put the other shoe on my foot. You don't need to. I'm watching <laughs> I'm watching Fox News and the, the migrant crime, migrant crime drumbeat, 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 drumbeat migrant right, crime, right, crime, migrant
1: right, crime. Right, right.
2: And to your point, the, the statistics bear out that p- migrants to this country commit crimes at a far lesser rate than uh, Americans born, raised, live here. So to say it's migrant crime, they're all coming, they're all criminals, they're all coming here, they're drug dealers, they're terrorists. Right. And, and while they, of course, there are instances of that, the, the poor girl in Georgia who was murdered by, a, by an illegal immigrant, that's mm-hmm. the poster child now. And I don't mean any disrespect. Or, or the well, but it of is, tragedy. It
1: is, I think we can be adults here, and we can say that this is kind of prostituting tragedy, right? It, I absolutely. Mean, and this is what people do with stories like this. Like the re- one of the reasons why I left Twitter was because what people would do is they would take these isolated incidents of of black-on-white crime or they would take um, an incident of migrant crime or whatever it is. Right, And,
2: and the more visually horrific, the better.
1: Right, and then underneath it, the comment would always be, or the tag would always be, look at what these people do. Yeah. Now, I'm yeah. smart enough to know, and the audience is smart enough to know, that generalizing in that way is uh, what children do. It's not an elevated or adult way of thinking about things. Because one person or one section of society commits crime, that does not mean that we generalize outwards. Everybody knows this kind of intuitively. But what I would see on Twitter is that it would get reinforced every minute of every day, again and again and again and again and again, to the point where it becomes true in the hyper-reality that is Twitter. So there are guys that I know that I have debated... And they walk around – this is – you want to know how insidious this is? They walk around with videos on their phone that they've saved of black-on-white crime or migrant crime or whatever it is that they've pulled off of the internet. And they say, look at this video. Don't you see this? Look at this. Look at this. How do you deny this, Jack? Right. And then I would say, well, let's look at the DOJ statistics or California crime statistics or Arizona crime statistics or Texas Times statistics over the last 10 years. And they would say, yeah, but look at this video. And so that's where we've become now in our discourse where we don't look at data anymore, data sets anymore, because all Fox need, News needs to do or all Twitter needs to do is pump in this hyper-reality to people right. to the point where a fiction becomes the truth of the matter. And isn't that so sad? Well,
2: I mean, for for uh, a longest time, it was Bidenomics, Bidenomics, Bidenomics over there Fox News. Yeah, but then, then when people
1: the, can't even define it. Right, <laughs>
2: and then when the economy has some pretty, pretty solid statistics to yes. say that it's doing well, you move on. Okay, then it's the Biden crime family, blah, blah, blah. And when witness after witness blows up in their face, now it's migrant crime, migrant crime, migrant crime.
1: Exactly. Well, we'll take a really quick break when we get back. A little cringer base, because a major media company is shutting down. Vice is gone. What Really? A hallmark of the early 2000s and all the way up until about 2020, Vice, media empire shutting down, BuzzFeed. Once thought of as a legitimate source, breaking leaked information on a regular basis is being sold to Complex. I don't know what, co- what is Complex? I have no idea. Like a shoe magazine? I thought is what it was. <laughs> I thought it was shoes. I thought it was like Pay Less Weekly or something like that? <laughs> next is. Next it's going to be like BuzzFeed News sells to Sears yeah. Catalog. Do you know what I mean? So, all right. We'll take a really quick break. We'll talk about why these companies went under because it's not woke, go woke, go broke. It's not that. Oh, okay. It's a different, because I know somebody that worked for Vice, and he broke it down for me as to exactly how these companies Ah. went under. And it is fascinating to see how these media companies fell apart. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this.
2: Cringe. I witnessed what I believe to have been a
1: UFO. Or based. When the aliens come, I should be the ambassador for Earth. Cringe or base A fun game we like to play every day, 134. We try to decide if a cultural event is cringe, meaning, <gasps> or base, <laughs> meaning, ah. So, last week, a media titan decided that it shall be no more. They shall reduce their public profile down to just being a studio model where instead of actually uh, generating content under the brand name, they're just going to produce content and sell it to other people. So okay. they can say that it's okay. theirs, right? Yeah. Now, uh, through the early 20s or 2000s and 2010s, Vice Media was a huge media company. I it was all over YouTube. They had their own channel. They had their own magazine. I mean, mm. this is a very big deal. And a lot of people are saying that this is an example of go woke, Go broke. But that doesn't make any sense because Vice was always woke. Ever since Gavin McInnes left Vice sometime in the mid-2000s, uh, it was a pretty woke company. They just also talked about drugs and prostitutes and right. all that other kind of stuff.
2: My, my take on Vice was that the level of work they were doing, the production that they were doing. I mean, Vice vice went to crazy places, yeah. did in-depth reporting. Mm-hmm. And it was like some of the best stuff going from, right. from a news magazine perspective. They right? had
1: Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, where he would go around and try different drugs from all over the world. You had uh, many different field reporters that were going to like Peru to look at the uprising, Citizen Uprising. Yeah, they, they, they were in the in the soup. go into war zones. Yep. They would go to Afghanistan. They would go to Iraq. I mean, really great reporting. I have a friend of mine who worked for Vice in its heyday, and he was a field reporter wow. and also camera operator, sound guy, and, and he did the whole nine. He told me that one of the problems with that business model is that they would dump hundreds of thousands of dollars into a video right? that was intended to be a digital exclusive on mm-hmm. YouTube. And then they would put it on YouTube, and the hope was is that you would take in this 45-minute complex documentary that had been professionally edited and professionally shot in 4k and then you would say oh this is so great Obviously, I will go to Vice Media, and I will subscribe to Vice TV, and uh-huh. I will subscribe to the written magazine, and I will buy the shirts, and I'll buy the merch, and everyone will know that I am a Vice person, kind of like an Apple person. It's like
2: as you are swimming in free milk, you think they think you are going to go buy a cow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. I thought I figured this out. And yeah. the the
1: problem, the other problem they ran into was YouTube ad revenue is not that much. It can be really great for some people, but it really not so much, right? You'll notice a lot of the Vice videos. Couldn't be monetized because they were right wing. No, it was because they were showing <laughs> they were showing violent acts. Right. They were showing drug use or whatever it was. Right. So they couldn't actually be monetized. So they would dump hundreds of thousands of dollars into these very expensive productions and basically get no return on it. And so that is why that company ended up having a lot of financial problems because they just kept saying, well, if we build it, they'll come. But that's not the way it works. No one is a vice person. Do you know what I mean? No one I, is, I hear you. No yeah. one it subscribes to the brand because the brand didn't have an identity to it. So for everybody out there who says, like, yeah, these woke companies, they just are, aren't sustainable, that's not exactly true. What's not sustainable is dumping $500,000 into a, an hour-long YouTube video. Because it looks great. Because it and and looks great.
2: Be- it's, it's award-winning. And you're gonna some.
1: you're going to get some Peabody's, and right. you're going to get all kinds <laughs> of prestige. But then at a certain point in time, your investors are going to want to return on that money. And when you can't pay out, that's when you file for Chapter 11. And
2: it's you know? all about where where do the ad dollars go, right? That's what's... What in and, and media, it's all about ad dollars. Right, yeah. And, and, and there's a quote in the story. The story's on Drum. They talk about these two uh, Buzzfeed sold off... It was Complex, you said it was? And are uh, right, you right? No, know, they they,
1: they, they, uh, they announced the sale of its... Uh, what is it? They sold Complex. Okay, they sold Complex. Which was, you're
2: right, it was their sneaker magazine, or it's their, their, their street wear. Yes, teams, exactly. Right? Because there's no... People will go get this stuff for free on social media. Media, they're not going to pay for it.
1: Thirty six point nine percent less than the the amount that they paid for it. So my my verdict on this is that this is indeed based because media companies need to understand that this isn't the way that it works. It's sad that people are losing their jobs. It's sad that you know the company's going away. But ultimately. They were not putting out the quality of content that they were putting out previously because it just wasn't interesting anymore. It just wasn't. Yeah. We've seen the Peruvian trans Coke dealer who's also got an adoption agency for children and wayward animals. Yeah. We've seen it already. <laughs> yeah. Right. We've seen okay. the uh, the the little people who are in a jazz troupe who are also smuggling heroin into the Adirondacks <laughs> or whatever. See, I
2: missed that. One. I want to go back. We've and watch them.
1: we've seen it all, and at a certain point in time, you kind of you either go into Jerry Springer territory, yeah, or you say to yourself, "Well, how are we going to restructure this business?" I also think that people's media consumption habits have changed.
2: Uh, that's it. absolutely true.
1: Wherein people don't aren't really so interested in that kind of in depth reporting anymore.
2: Well, our attention span's been so narrowed. Right. We we have to have it quick and fast and in uh, 30, 40 seconds or two minute bites. I think. But also it
1: has to relate to me. Right. We've become much Mm. more self-centered, I think, as a society. Yeah. Yeah. So why do I really care about this ghost drug in Brazil when it's not in the United States? You know what I mean? I hear you. Thank you you so much, Andrew. (laughs) Uh,
2: And and if there's like 300, 400 choices, what is directly related to you can relate to it's out there for you. Oh, sure. And that's what's going to come to you through algorithms, going to feed you. I mean, half the advertising dollars in digital go to uh, Meta and Google. Yeah, 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 I mean, th- and, right. and and because those guys algorithm what you want to see. Of course, that's, uh, dollars go where eyeballs go.
1: I'm in. I'm convinced more and more and more that people are inherently less curious than they were ten, fifteen, twenty. Oh, years I think ago. I'm for me it's nihilism. It's ah. like we used to get outraged. Oh my gosh, a ghost drug. Like yeah. what? <laughs> On the other side, of the world, people were so fascinated. But now there's nothing you can do about it. It's yeah, just this horrible story.
0: Wow, you it's... feel
1: out of control, and so it. it it's just hard to read, right? Yeah, and it's also hard to get invested into when they're talking about, oh, I don't know, like people doing large amounts of cat in the Congo, right? Cat right, is yeah, a drug, it, by it, the way, it, in the Congo.
2: It's like the uh, cocaine kind of yeah, thing, right? Yeah, it's cocaine, basically. So say, oh, there, there's true.
1: cat shortages going on in the Congo, and at a certain point in time, you're like, yeah. <laughs> I think about Grist's um, pitch to make climate journalism not super depressing oh yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah, such yeah. a
0: challenge
1: yeah and that's the thing I think that people are now I think people get tired of seeing how the suffering that exists around the world they shy away from it in the same way that they shy away from their own suffering and engage with consumerism in order to feel better about themselves
2: well to Laura's point too there's just a fatigue
1: Fatigue just, is a big we're part. We're just of it.
2: buried in this bad news, you know. What horrible situations? In-depth reporting about the travesties. Oh, yeah. and suffering of others. It's, right. And I love the fact that when when you look at a story, we look at a story before the show and we say what we're going to talk about today. Mm. Jack said, "Well, where's the solution? Where's what's what's the upside of this? Where, where's the benefit to the audience? Where can we find some way to get through? It's all we can complain about it. That does no good. Right." Uh, if there was more of that in the well, world. Well, I
1: mean, to be honest, our, our ratings would probably be better if we switched to the Fox News model, if we just if we just did the outrage. Just got
2: made people mad? Just made yeah, people yeah. mad, okay, man, because well. there's
1: a lot of good money in making people mad. I used to be real good at it, right? I used yeah. to be fantastic about it. And, and I think the the thing is, I think that is that you can get the attention of people who are outraged all day long because it's the most accessible Anger mechanism. The easiest to trigger, too, yeah. But the hardest one is to actually trigger curiosity mm-hmm. and a desire to do something about whatever injustice you perceive. Many people can be great diagnosticians, right? They can tell you okay. exactly what's wrong with society. Right. Very few people can actually be good treatment apparatuses for that.
2: You were number one at nights, but nobody could sleep at the show. <laughs> so it was horrifying.
1: All right, we'll take a really quick break when we get back. No stupid questions, which I forgot to tease earlier, even though I left a note for myself in the show sheet. So 888-973-5476. If you want to ask us a question, we shall answer it to the best of our ability. It can be on any topic. Hey, you guys are talking about this in the news. Hey, you guys didn't mention this story. Now's your chance to hear it if you ask us when we get back right after this
2: there are no stupid questions there are only stupid answers
1: ah, yes my favorite segment of the show where we actually get to discourse with the listenership of this fine radio program you can text us 888-973-5476 Trevor wanted to know about the issue of Lauren Bobert's son, because he was hit with 20 different, excuse me, 22 different 22 charges, different
2: charges yeah. five
1: of which are felonies. Mm-hmm. And from what my read is, is that he was attempting to rip credit card numbers or debit card numbers and put them on a blanks. So that's yeah, my read. That was it was an
2: electronic fraud uh, device right, right. charge. Yeah.
1: One of the women that he was ripping off was an elderly woman, which seems to be very, very <sighs> sad indeed. So if he was not, I just want to add a caveat here. If, or a disclaimer, really. If he was not 18, mm-hmm. and had she not spoken about him publicly, no. I wouldn't talk about this story at all. I, I don't oh, like okay, talking good. about— I like that. Good. I, I, there's a lot of stories that come up about this representative, this senator, their kid, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I skip those so fast because they're children, and if they have never been brought up in the public forum, right. I leave it alone. In this case, though, she has spoken about her son publicly many, many times. She has talked about being a grandmother now. She's been a grandmother for two years. She's also my age, which is a little weird because I have no children. But uh, Trevor wants to know... Do you think Lauren Bobert's son getting arrested for five felonies and fifteen misdemeanors will help or hurt her chances of re-election? She's already not getting re-elected. She actually put in a uh, a request to move to a different district. Right. And she that,
2: carpetbagged over to the fourth from the Colorado third.
1: Right. Because that district is much more conservative. And mm-hmm. the it, who's the guy who that she's running against? Or they got the guy that lost last time? But, the
2: Democrat in the third, who who she lost. She won by over, less than six hundred votes. Yeah. Really out, rough. Out fundraised her like yeah, three to one. So. Right. Right. She decided to move over to a much more easy win in the conservative district, and they don't want her. They either. don't want her there. So she, in the last debate, she came or the straw poll, she came in fifth out of yeah, five.
1: She likely will lose her sweet, sweet congressional pin. Lance in Manchester. If the courts rule that Donald Trump is immune and he wins election in November, will he follow the law after he becomes president again? No. Uh, Trump is a habitual. Uh, he, he's a malignant narcissist, and he has a plan in place along with the other fools over at Project Twenty Five. In which they are going to remove bureaucrats in positions of power that have been appointed by George Bush or Barack Obama or whoever it is. And if they were uh, they have to pledge loyalty to Donald Trump, not to the Constitution, because the, the idea is is to create conditions that are basically frictionless for Donald Trump's administration to do whatever they want to do.
2: Right. The consolidation of power. Consolidation the of power. Right. Unitary executive. Yeah, exactly.
1: Rick the plumber wants to know, uh, good afternoon. What's a normal work day for all 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 the radio hosts? Three hours on air, a half an hour of show prep, and then nap. Just kidding. Just curious how the day goes for you. Well, I know that my routine, Spike, is that I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, and I look up at my blank white ceiling, and I just whisper, Why, God? Why another day? Why another day, God? Why? And then I summon the the will to live slowly over the course of about five to ten minutes, and then I roll out of bed thinking... I don't think I can do this again. Immediately I go and I prepare myself chai tea after I drink a bunch of water uh-huh. and then I just picture myself just in a different on a different universe in a different world living a different life like maybe I'm an Italian miner back in the 1920s. <sighs> And my name is, uh, I don't know, Pepino or something yeah. like
0: that.
2: You,
1: and, I, and I'm just like. make a fine just a be- Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got a would. beautiful Italian wife and six Italian kids. And I'm just a minor. Just a simple minor. No my. politics. Oh. Right. No death threats. Just a simple life. And then all of a sudden I'm shocked into reality as my <laughs> back hot, to, back as to my salt my hot water heater goes <laughs> off. Then I do about an hour to an hour and a half or two hours of yoga, depending on how much uh, 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 not good vibes are in my body. Immediately come to the studio after that. Uh, then I'm here usually before everybody else except for today. Spike usually rolls in at about 10, 15.
2: Well, uh, let's start at the beginning. I stumble out of bed and I roll to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, yawn and stretch and try to come alive. Mm-hmm. That's Working that. That's I'm, fam- a, uh, yeah. I'm familiar with the joke. <laughs> five, I'm familiar four. with the joke.
1: <laughs> right
2: now, here's the thing about this job: working nine, nine two, two five. five what is five.
1: Yeah. Uh, so here's the here's thing about this job: 5 two <laughs> <nine laughs> five. I'm so you. Oh, sorry, you started the train. That's I just okay. wanted to bring it into the <laughs> As station. As it goes off
2: a cliff. <laughs> um, this job requires constant um, input of information. <laughs> oh,
1: Spike's going to get serious with Oh, seriously. It. You That's know, okay. you, you're
2: trading your eyeballs, and mm-hmm. you're you, someday you're going to be like the like the old guy on Kung Fu who couldn't see, who helped young Cheng King.
1: In order to do this job, you need to have sincere dedication. you got to be on your phone 24-7. you got to be talking with people. I'm, I'm on the phone first thing in the morning, 4.30. I'm calling Dave Ross. Give me the coast. Get me Dave Ross. <laughs> and I chat with Dave Ross, and then I immediately hang up on him. Get me Colleen O'Brien. And then I hang up on her. Then I immediately I, I sent a, a, a carrier pigeon over to Brian Bucklew's <laughs> house. Send me the Daily Mail, sir, is what I say to him. How many hours a day do you spend reading? Oh, far too many. Right? That's, <laughs> my,
0: that's, that's my point. <laughs> we nine to that's five. That's my point, buddy.
1: No, but basically what we do is we, we hang out for about six hours a day, and we make a show, and then we make other content, and then we go about. But really, the job is not—I It's I, I am paid for six hours a day. Right. In actuality, it's like an eight or nine or 10 hour day, right? Yeah. I bet, With all I, the research. Professional
2: athletes are paid for playing 17 games a year, but they work every day of the year. Nathan, Shawshank is my favorite movie
1: of all time, and I was curious. Set aside Red and Andy for a moment. What mm. supporting characters are Spike's favorite in the film? I personally always laugh at the guy who mispronounced Alexandra Dumas' name, and I start giggling.
2: Dumbass. Yeah. It's Dumas.
1: Yeah. Dumas.
2: Uh, uh, the characters in Shawshank, every, everybody's perfect in Shawshank, mm-hmm. whether it's, uh, the warden mm-hmm. who puts a bullet in his, I don't want no spoiler. The movie's only 40 years old. You literally just spoiled the yeah, whole movie for everybody. Um, I love Brooks. Okay. You know, the guy was so institutionalized. He was afraid of the outside world. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's such a character study. Everybody, uh, I love when Andy's on top of the roof, and he's somebody's going to have himself an accident.
1: Well, yeah, the funny thing about that Mr. Hadley, movie... do you, is, you trust your wife? Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. There are so many weird side characters in that movie yeah. that have, like, two or three lines, but they're ever-present throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And I just thought that was such an interesting, creative decision to have them without any lines in them. Why are we playing sad music all of a sudden?
2: Oh, Shawshank, this is a... Yeah.
1: When Andy came down to <laughs> Shawshank Prison... Look like
2: a gust of wind would blow him away. <laughs> Most of them don't make it through that first night. Fresh fish. Exactly.
1: Andy Dufresne cost me $20 and five packs of cigarettes that night. He I didn't, liked him from the start. I liked him from the start. Didn't make a single sound. All right, we'll take a really quick break. When we get back, we will continue to quote Shawshank Redemption endlessly. at great length. And we shall probably do the scene with from the highway a couple of times, and then the Mm. rooftop scene a couple of times. Sure, sure. And then I think we could probably (laughs) do the old, uh, we probably do the library scene once or twice, right? And a fine collection of Hank Williams records. Oh, I don't know what to do. All right. We'll take a really quick break when we get back. Transgender, lesbian employees suing Boeing for harassment in an unsafe work environment. And also, uh, the anti trans laws that are happening in the South are causing families to move. Many of them to Washington State. So let's talk about it when we get back right after this.